Hey everybody, I'm Brandon David and welcome to another episode of Investing in Cannabis. Great episode, we have Max of Greenflower Media, probably a name a lot of you know. Uh, it's the go-to learning online platform in the cannabis industry. Uh, great episode, we get into a lot of really good topics about how LMS and online learning is taking over the world, particularly in the time of Corona. Uh, we also talk about his sort of shift from consumer-based content uh, to B2B type content and how it's about going as deep as possible. They've also started a few new partnerships with five universities around the country, which is an amazing development for the cannabis industry as a whole, as we see it sort of break into the mainstream. Uh, it's a really great episode, guys. And if you haven't checked out Greenflower Media, you really should. You're going to learn a lot. Uh, I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Well, Max, thanks so much for joining us. I think Greenflower Media is a, a company a lot of people know, but excited to learn a little bit, uh, pull back the curtain here a bit, if you will. Um, but let's just get started on the easy one. What is Greenflower Media? Uh, Greenflower is a leader in cannabis education and training. We started in 2014. Um, I like to say way before cannabis education was cool. <laughs> and um, we have produced thousands of hours of expert-led cannabis courses. We've built technology that allows us to deliver that content using class e-learning LMS technology. And uh, we currently serve consumers who are looking to enter the industry. We work with businesses who are looking to develop training systems for their internal teams. And now we partner with colleges and universities to power their curriculums in higher education. Yeah, that's super exciting. I want to dive into some of that. But I think first, you have some news that you'd like to tell us about on the university front. Yeah, yeah, we've been working on these university partnerships actually since um, the beginning of 2019. And um, we are officially announcing that we have five university partnerships that are going live here uh, over the next quarter. Um, we have one with UC Riverside, um, Florida Atlantic University, Northern Michigan University, uh, Mount Elysius, and then our fifth school, which is, Stein, which is USD, a, a private Catholic school in San Diego. So yeah. those are all very exciting. And tell me a little bit about that process. I mean, why these schools ultimately? Well, we've been prospecting hundreds of schools and we talk, these are programs offered in the continuing education departments. So they're um, eight week certificate programs, essentially. And uh, we approached hundreds of schools, you know, since the beginning of 2019 saying we have these best in class cannabis curriculums. We have the technology to deliver them. We have the relationships with all the companies and we would like to partner with you to um, offer these programs through your colleges. Uh, a lot of those colleges laughed at us and shut the door. <laughs> um, and then uh, a small select few of them that were, you know, interested in innovation, needed new revenue streams, wanted to serve their student population, entertained the idea. Um, and it usually takes about six months to get through the contract process and the approval process and the board process. So it's not a quick process. But, um, you know, we've had these five now that have stepped forward and said yes. That's amazing. I mean, always a big moment when I see cannabis sort of break into the to the mainstream, really cool stuff. Um, now, if you're a student there, can you get credit for these classes? Is that how it's going to work? 
So these are continuing ed programs, which means that they predominantly appeal to adult learners, people that are coming back to get, they call them micro-credentials. Um, any undergraduate student certainly can sign up for them, but they're extra costs. Now that said, um, three of the five schools are already talking about transitioning these into also being for credit programs, which is part of under, undergrad. Um, and it's just that it takes longer to get that approval and they have to go through a more rigorous kind of review process internally to get that, that sign off. But um, nonetheless, you know, they're starting as continuing ed programs and will over time move into being for credit programs. Super cool. Um, are all those schools in fully legalized states? Are there any that were outside of that? Um, well, no, some of them are medical states, like uh -huh. Pennsylvania is a medical okay. state, um, but uh, the rest of them are full adult use, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Um, I want to step back a little bit. That's sort of a new effort for you, or new-ish, I suppose, um, but really I think the, the core offering here is the online educational stuff, uh, and you mentioned, you said class three LMS, which I'm familiar with, but I think you should unpack a little bit. What does that mean? Um, so we've built this uh, best-in-class LMS platform, which essentially uses what's called micro-learning as its foundation. Learning so, management system? Is that the... Yeah, that right. Awesome? Learning management system. Yeah. Um, and it's a way of really creating an online learning experience to be interactive. So, for example, all of the video content is broken down into five to eight minute segments. Then there's interactive reading segments where you can click through stuff. And then there's knowledge checks where you can test your knowledge. And then there's online exams and online forums. And so it's this whole interactive online environment essentially that we've created so that it's not a passive learning experience. It's very interactive. It also has kind of a fun place because you're succeeding at every level. You know, every time you, you accomplish something, it gives you a little checkbox and shows your progress performing. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately allows you to also learn completely on your own time in your own way. So if you're somebody that wants to, you know, kind of binge watch and learn, you can go through and do hours and really make it through big chunks. Or if you can only do 10, 15 minutes at select times, you can do it that way. And so it has this very flexible online learning environment. And we spent a lot of money to build this kind of system that uses our content to merge into this best in class kind of LMS methodology. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a number of these out there, not, not in cannabis necessarily, but I've taken Udemy classes, I've taken other things. I mean, it's revolutionized education and especially in the time of Corona, really ask yourself like what it means to go to college or what it means to spend a lot of money on education. These, these platforms are really filling that need. Um, there are cannabis classes, probably not that many, probably not that detailed on these other platforms. Why did we need a specific one for cannabis? Why is that so important? Well, you you really hit it on the head when you said there's not that many and yeah. they're not that detailed. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think the thing that that always surprises people about cannabis, and I'll have to say, surprises a lot of people that are inside the industry, which is how much specialized knowledge is really required in these different sectors. You know, our extraction course is fifty hours. And it really goes into the depth and details of, you know, CO2 extraction and ethanol extraction and water-based extraction. And, and, and those um, levels of specialized knowledge 
don't really exist from a training and development standpoint in the cannabis industry. And so you can look at all the different sectors from retail management to cultivation to medical cannabis recommendations and patient care to, um, you know, extraction and manufacturing and sales and distribution. And there, there's quite a bit of real genuine specialized knowledge needed for somebody to be able to succeed within a specific role within the space. And so Greenflower was essentially created to go deep, right? To, to take these different sectors, cultivation, manufacturing, retail, labs, distribution, and go deeply into learning and development in that and, and really help people understand whether they're transitioning in or they're building a business, how to be successful within those areas. And so that's, that's why Greenflower is needed because that doesn't exist anywhere else outside of Greenflower right now currently. Mm-hmm. So you started, uh, I know you started originally with this big conference. Um, talk a little bit about the learnings there and then going on, like, w- why not do those kind of live things continually? Why have you moved to sort of more of this LMS model? Or was that plan always there? Was that plan always there? Yeah. So we started um, with these big virtual conferences. We did our, our first big one in, in 2015, which was the Cannabis Health Summit. And we had 28,000 people watch live, which was amazing. Um, and it was a great model, and we actually do want to continue to do those things. The thing that's difficult about those models is that you know you're putting all of your eggs in one basket in the in the show itself being successful. And um, what we learned as we did more of them, because we did them in business, we did them in career, we did them in CBD, is that the more narrow you got, the more narrow the audience got. And then the more narrow you got from an audience perspective, the deeper they actually wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That, that they didn't just want a 20 minute talk or some panel about these things. They really wanted to learn. And, and truth be told, you know, much of our team comes very deeply from an online learning background. And so some of the things that we did early on were almost more like marketing and brand awareness exercises, but from a product standpoint, we're most familiar with online learning. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, and so l- let's talk a little bit about the depth of the cannabis side. Um, you have a lot of experts on, on your platform. Um, what's the process of sort of approaching them? How did you get that first group together? And, and maybe like the economics, like how do they, do they get paid up front? Is it a share, you know, as much as you want to divulge, I suppose. And we've done it a lot of different ways over the years. You know, we've now worked with 700 different experts. And um, I'll tell you that at each stage of the development of the business, it's changed a little bit. So at one point, we did have a rev share model where, um, you know, people would come and, and they would create content and we would sell that content individually. And then there was a rev share. And then at some points we asked people to come do stuff for free with us because our exposure was getting quite large and you know their time commitment was rather small in contrast to the benefit. And now we've moved into a model where we mostly pay our experts mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. And we say, you know, we've we understand it after doing it this much this many times, you know, it's gonna take this amount of time. This is your time commitment, this is what we need from you, this is what we're willing to compensate you for, and it becomes a lot cleaner of an arrangement. And so we've done it all sorts of different ways. I, I currently feel the way we're doing it now is the cleanest. Um, and so I'm happy about that because I think everybody feels good about the, the cleaner, the model, the, the better, the, the reciprocation. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
what that ultimately means is that you have enough students, subscribers. What do you call customers? Do you have a, a name for them? We mostly call them students. Students. Yeah. So that means you have enough students paying that you can one afford to pay the right. upfront. But it also means that the economics have grown a lot. Um, do you uh, do you talk about number of students? Do you kind of give out any of those numbers? The only thing we say at this point is that we've we've had over ten thousand students. Um, we don't really talk about revenue. It's we're still a private company, but yeah, we, we've had over 10,000 students go through our programs to date. Got it. Um, fascinating. What are the biggest classes? What, what are the people that they gravitate towards? Still the fundamentals, actually. Um, the, the fundamentals of cannabis is where we've still seen by far the largest amount of engagement. Um, and that's just covering, you know, that's covering cannabinoids and terpenes and product types and delivery methods and risks and fears and safety profiles in depth. Um, and, you know, it's always, it's always so interesting to me because one of the things that has saddened me about the cannabis industry is how big people's egos are in contrast to what's really true. And it's so evident when they even go through these fundamental programs where people that have been in the space for years will come out going, oh my God, I can't even believe how much I learned about cannabinoids that I didn't know before or about terpenes or whatever it is. And so that fundamentals class, even though it sounds like it's very basic, often fills in knowledge gaps that you know people that have been in the space for a long time don't have. And so I think that's, you know, it's, a, it's considered the starter, but it's definitely what's been our most popular to date. That's awesome. Um, and I think going a little bit deeper than that, like you talked about the cannabis extraction and, and I have a note here about a certificate that you do as well. Right. Obviously that's someone that's really looking to work in the space. That's not a consumer coming and And when, when did that kind of get started? And if you don't talk about specific numbers, how much of the business does that make up today? You know, is yeah. that, is that the focus now? Yeah, we we started more as a consumer-facing education company, um, and it started to evolve as we saw who was actually showing up and buying the content, and and that was a big distinction. Is you know we've always been a premium company. We've never done advertising, and so you have to get people to pay for the content as a premium company, and we um, were realizing that even though we were kind of creating and promoting ourselves as a, almost a consumer facing education company, the people that were buying the content and sticking with the content and continuing to buy more stuff were the professionals that wanted to either get in the space or were already in the space. And so we started to kind of gradually shift and change. And, and really in 2019, we kind of put our stake in the ground that we're actually going to stop really doing any B2C based Kind of marketing and promotion and really just move into not only what our sweet spot is but also where's the greatest market opportunity and that was at this kind of more professional audience and so we we really serve you know at the kind of quote-unquote b2c level individuals we serve people that want to get into the industry or people that are you know in the industry and wanting to elevate but you know a big part of our business and that's been growing almost the most rapidly has been working with the companies themselves to actually bring our training into those organizations. And so, you know, it's, it's, it makes me a little sad to say that we're not really a B2C company anymore because that's part of where my heart is at. But um, we've really transitioned away from that into being really more of a, a professional training organization over the years. That makes a lot of sense that the market is, is sort of stronger when people need to go as deep 
as you guys have provided here. Um, when you go into these companies, um, a lot of this learning, sure, can be done online. But if you're talking about extraction in particular, aren't there, isn't there a lot of hands-on stuff that, like real-world stuff that needs to happen here? How do you, how do you sort of compensate for that? Well, I think that, again, there's the, the knowledge gap and then there's the real-life experience. And online learning is never going to replace real-life experience. I don't even think that's the case. No matter how good it is, mm-hmm. you, know, you still have to go get your hands dirty. But, but that doesn't negate the fact that there is quite a bit of a knowledge gap that exists in all these areas that in order to get your hands dirty in any kind of realistic way, first you have to understand things. And so the online learning doesn't replace hands-on. It simply fuels the ability for people to get into those experiences. Because if, let's just take extraction as a good example. It's so cool. I mean, I even love the idea of being in cannabis extraction, you know, to be able to work with the plant in that way and create those, you know, extracted products. It's so cool. But if you don't know anything about it, you don't have any background in chemistry and you don't have any background in cannabis and how those things come together, you have no chance of getting a job or starting a company or being a part of that sector because no company is just going to be like, well, I'm glad you're enthusiastic about it, but we're going to hire you, know, we're going to hire you without any experience. So the online learning component just gives you the ability to go into those conversations and say, oh, I know about the distillation process. And let me talk to you about what I understand about these things. And I may not have hands-on experience, but I fundamentally understand what's happening here. And then you can refine that knowledge through hands-on experience. And so I don't see either of them replacing one another. I see them complementing one another. And, you know, Green Flower is really just meant to be that place to fill that knowledge gap in so that people can go and get that hands-on experience. Or if they're already in that hands-on place, learn how to do it that much better. Because that's, again, the thing I say about the, the ego in the cannabis industry. There are so many people that are not performing at the highest level of effectiveness and success in the space. They're just doing it how they think it should be done versus what are truly best practices, what are truly the right standards, what's truly the optimized way of doing these things. And so they need to be taught those things. You know, they need to open up and learn what those best practices are because, you know, for example, in the extraction class, we could substantially improve the yields that people get. We could extend, you know, uh, make that process move much faster. We could help people buy more efficient equipment rather than spending more money. They could use less technicians to go through those steps. Like there's all these ways to optimize the extraction process that most people are just unfamiliar with because they don't have the knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. or are protecting their job in some way. Yeah. Or protecting their egos. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or their ego. Yeah. Very right. good point. Um, I like it, man. I, I think you've explained it incredibly well, like the market position here, because the B2C stuff obviously is a little bit behind you. And, and I get that everybody and their mother is talking about cannabis right out there, every media outlet. Um, obviously, other people like it too. You've raised 20 million, or at least you did in almost a year ago, June of 2019, led by a lot of people been on this show, Tuatara, Poseidon, Fido. Um, what are you going to use that money for? What's that design? Well, the first place where we put the money was in the technology. And one of the things that we were battling with as we were starting to develop this enterprise business was either companies already had their own LMS platform that um, didn't have any content in it. 
because they don't have the cannabis content or they had nothing at all, no LMS and no content. And we realized that in order to um, both serve both of those needs to either interface into somebody's existing LMS or to be that all encompassing solution, we had to build a technology platform that would allow us to really have all the enterprise kind of bells and whistles to it. And so we've spent a lot of money, you know, millions of dollars building a new technology platform that continues to evolve and the next version of it's going to be a whole new wave of um, awesomeness. Uh, and so that's one big part of where the money has gone is building a technology solution to accompany the content so that it's a, a basically a, a, you know, learning development package in a box that any cannabis company that has employees and wants to make sure they have onboarding and training and learning and development and compliance training and all the things that a good business needs, we can basically serve that entire ecosystem with one solution. So that was one place. Second place is that is the higher ed business. You know, we went from having essentially one person helping to develop the higher ed curriculum to a team of eight people that all come from deep higher ed backgrounds. So we have a, you know, VP of university partnerships and we have somebody that's the managing director of those relationships. And we have somebody who handles all the marketing and somebody that does the technology. And so those people first off are expensive, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're high people lead. are expensive. Yeah. Well, and, and higher ed experienced people are even more expensive because they come from, you know, these long backgrounds of depth. And so we, we secondly had to build out that higher ed team. And then third, you know, Tuatara was actually smart enough to tell us to take more money than we thought we needed. And, and it was, God, thank God that they did that because then this whole period has hit, which has caused, you know, everybody to contract a little bit. And so we raised a little bit more than we planned to and gave a little more of the company away, but it was based on the guidance that we would probably need more runway than we thought in order to really build what we were doing. And so, and they, they were excited about the business and our leadership team and wanted to invest that kind of resources into us. So we took it. And um, like I said, I mean, it was, it felt like a risk at the time, but gosh, in hindsight, I like pray and like, thank God every day right now that we did take that extra amount. That's an amazing story that your investor actually added a lot of value. What a novel idea. That's amazing. I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time like, you know, tooting the horn of Tuatara, but they have been the single most um, just amazing investors that I have ever met in my whole life. I mean, forget anybody that I've that didn't invest in Greenflower or anything outside the ecosystem. I'm, I've just been blown away by the value they provide, their insight, their support. So anybody listening, if you get a chance to, to pitch to Atara and get in with those guys, I just couldn't recommend them highly enough. Strong recommendation. Strong recommendation. So how big can this business be? It's a good follow-up from raising a bunch of money, right? Obviously, they see it as a lot bigger. What's the plan? How big can this be? Well, so in just the higher ed business alone, um, our analogs to this are the groups that were early in creating tech boot camps. That was a, and it continues to be a really popular part of um, higher education is these technology boot camps. And our analog, which is a group called Trilogy, just got bought last year for $760 million. Um, and so they were doing, you know, multiple hundred million dollars in revenue in just the higher ed business. 
Um, I also happen to be very fortunate that one of the leaders on our team comes from the enterprise training space uh, who was doing it in the finance sector. And um, he also sold his company for hundreds of millions of dollars. And so I think that combined between the enterprise and the higher ed business, which I will admit is two different business models, you know, they're different businesses and different sections supported by the same content and supported by the same technology. Um, but together, they, they combined have a, a market cap opportunity of over a billion dollars. And so that's my vision is to, to work towards to get this company to be a billion dollar company because of the revenue run rate, the um, customer traction and the ability to scale up in these multiple different markets. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about um, sort of your expansion here and what that looks like. You have plans for Canada, obviously a much different market but the core of plant science, largely the same, right? How's Canada going? We, we, you know, we were going to start Canada this year and then the coronavirus hit and it mm. just threw off every plan that we had in those kinds of ways. You know, the funny thing about this coronavirus is it's totally disrupted some of our plans, like, like all of international. I'll just do like a hard stop there. Like everything that we were talking about from international standpoint just got put on hold for all yep. of this year. Yep. But what it has done is we've seen record numbers of people coming online to take our programs because now that everybody's stuck at home and the higher education, you know, landscape started to get really scared about what's going to look like in this post coronavirus environment in higher ed. And so we had three schools sign in the last 60 days because they're seeing a revenue stream, a new way to serve student populations. And of course, the fact that this is all online when none of them were ready to make that shift has also given them a new offering. So, you know, it's had a challenging effect on some of our expansion plans, but it's also propelled some of the other things forward in, in nice ways. How much do you think Corona has done for LMSs in general or just remote education in general. I mean, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to send your kids back to school in the fall paying the, I mean, whether they're on campus or not, the tuitions are enormous. Is this the kind of, how much of a watershed moment is this for, for companies like yours? Huge. Um, there, there's, you know, there's been a number of surveys that have been circulating throughout the higher ed landscape by very reputable companies. And it's showing the consumer attitudes of online learning that in the last eight weeks have shifted in, in seismic ways. And now all of a sudden, again, I do just, we were jumping for joy at this. What they've showed in these surveys is that 35% of students are now seeking these credential programs, these micro credentials over full degrees. And so there's been a, a huge shift into online learning as a result of this virus that for companies like us and other people in online education, it's having a, a tremendously positive effect. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, that makes good logical sense. Nothing to do at home. You might as well learn something. I've certainly started to learn some stuff that I otherwise wouldn't because we have a lot of time here. Mine's will be productive. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit, talk about the entrepreneur behind the business. Um, given that you were a media company, are a media company, I guess you're kind of on that line still today. Um, how do you stay informed? What do you read? How do you stay updated? Um, well, I'm a pretty voracious learner. So I spend 
um, roughly about an hour of my day in learning of some kind. Um, so right now I'm taking some, you know, on my more business side, I'm taking some masterclass courses, um, which I'm quite fond of. Uh, I'm also going through some of our programs because I haven't gotten to go through all of ours and learning about different what, things. What uh, masterclass program are you taking? Um, I just finished the one with Bob Iger, the Disney one, um, oh, cool. which was really great. And yeah. now it's on I leadership, am, right? That's the, it's on yeah, leadership. it's just, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, some of these are really just people's stories, you know, and I'm fascinated by their stories. Uh, and then I'm, I'm starting the Chris Voss one about negotiation. I've already read his book, but I'm looking forward to seeing it in masterclass form. Um, and so, yeah, I like the business ones on masterclass, you know? Uh, and so I, I do a lot of online learning. I, I spend, I've always done that though. That's been a part of my um, makeup, part of my daily practices is, is time and learning. Um, secondly, we have a lot of really deep relationships with a major um, influencers in the space is probably the way to say it, you know, organizations in the space. And I spend probably 10 hours of my week talking to different people in those facets, you know, mm -hmm. so we have a great relationship with focus, which is the standards body of the cannabis industry. And, and I talked to, we talk with Leslie and I spend time talking with normal who's doing on the advocacy side, another one of our partners and NACB who's a association that we have a partnership with and, um, and Kevin Jodry, who's a cultivation specialist. And so I, I speak to, you know, these partners pretty regularly and that helps me get an understanding of what's happening in their sectors of the space and direct experience from people on the front lines. And so I kind of split my learning between those two things, my online learning, which I'm doing both kind of business oriented and cannabis learning on green flower right now. And then my, my external network. Got it. So you're, let's see, five years into this business, five ish years, which is a long time in weed years. Um, Especially how, to do one thing. <laughs> to do, yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> uh, how has your personal relationship with cannabis changed as a result? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I started Green Flower. It was much more of a, I want to call it a recreational user. Even though I've, I mean, I've always used cannabis for decades. I, I have ADHD and I've been consuming cannabis uh, daily for a long time. But um, since getting into green flower and learning more and more and more about how it works in the body, how it works in my brain, why it works for my individual type, what products do different things, all the stuff that you know we've ended up teaching, I've gotten to a place that my primary regimen is just this. I take a THC tincture. I do it about twice a day. I take about five milligrams uh, in the morning and about seven and a half milligrams in the afternoon these days. And that's really predominantly like 98% of how I use cannabis is I wow. use it medicinally as a THC tincture, this product specifically. And, um, you know, then every so often I'll, I'll, I'll consume for fun, uh, you know, consume with, with some just enjoyment in mind. But yeah. um, it's my, my use has gotten much more limited and focused as I've gotten deeper into green flower, which is weird. Very medicinal. Very medicinal, actually. Um, cool. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up as any, man. It was really fun having you. Thank you for being so open and honest. Um, before we go, how can we help you? Are you hiring for anything? Obviously, you can go check out the website if you want to promote that. Or How, how can we help you? 
Yeah, um, I would definitely say go sign up for the newsletter at green-flower.com. And, you know, we put out content every week for free. That's amazing. And then, of course, there's always links to our programs and specials and that kind of stuff. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I have to say my most surprising moment of 2019 was that LinkedIn awarded me uh, the 2019 top voice of LinkedIn as a cannabis influencer. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, it was so shocking to me and awesome, you know, like one of those really nice surprises. And so you can certainly follow me personally on LinkedIn. Um, and we are hiring a bunch of salespeople right now. So uh, that's that the, the, the biggest that's need that's how you we sell have. B2B. Yeah, we, we're hiring salespeople in B2B right now. So any great salespeople that want to join a fast-growing cannabis education company, you know, read, you know go, go online. There's We have a jobs page. You can, you can apply there. Very cool. Well, Max, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again for joining us. Really nice to be with you. Thanks so much for what you do. Thank you.